Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to this week's edition of the Pool Guy Show. Today I'm going to talk to you about how to start a pool business. I'm going to go into the detail about getting your license and certifications and things like that and how you would get started in the business. This week's podcast is brought to you by InyoPools.com. InyoPools has been helping pool owners find the right pool parts in 2001. With over 50,000 pool parts in stock, order online today and have the parts delivered right to your door. And the podcast is also brought to you by the Riptide Pool Vacuum System. Riptide is a powerful pool vacuum system that will allow you to get large debris off the bottom of the pool rapidly. This is great if you service pools in the area that get a lot of large leaf debris on the bottom. You can learn more about this at www.riptidevac.com. Okay, so let's say that you wanted to change careers or just start something new and you decide to start a pool business. So it's simple, but it's also complex. The simple part of it is, is... The startup costs are relatively low if you're going to just start from scratch and it's pretty easy to get the equipment and the licenses that you need to get started and certification. So let's start with, let's say you just want to start your business from scratch and I'll go over some other ways to start um, a little bit later in the podcast. So the first thing you're going to need is you have to have the right personality for the job, which means you have to have people skills because you're actually going to be selling your services to a customer, potential customer. So you're going to need some basic people skills. Um, I'm not sure what your background you're coming into the business with. Uh, hopefully you've worked retail before, or if you work construction, you've dealt directly with the customer, and you're able to handle uh, people and present yourself in a professional manner to land the service account. If you lack those skills, you know you're going to have to maybe take some courses. Uh, read some books, read some marketing books, business books, whatever you think you can do to kind of boost that skill up. But you need to be able to walk back there, present yourself, and land the account. Otherwise, you can't continue in business. So you need those basic skills right there. So after that, the next thing you need to do is you're going to need to pick a business name and then register that name with your county. Um, certain names you can't choose and use if someone's using it already. So if you're thinking of using crystal clear pools and you live in Los Angeles, if someone has that name already, you can't use that name. So you have to modify it or um, do something to the name to change it or pick a whole different name. If you're going to use your last name for your business, it's very easy to do. Uh, That doesn't require too much. Uh, Usually no one's using the same name you're using in that case. Um, So you would check with your, your county um, here in, in my area, it would be the county of Norwalk where they, they would register all the business names and you would get a fictitious business name. That's what it's called. And then you can use that name um, for your business. You can open up accounts in that name uh, once you have that. So you need to get a business name. And at the same time you're picking your business name, I highly recommend getting the domain name for your website that matches your name as close as you can. If you have to be off a little bit, 
um, you can get a name that's very similar. So if your if your name is Crystal Clear Pools, and the domain name of crystalclearpool.com is available, you have to pick that. You don't have the S at the end, but it's close enough. So you can get an idea of the variations of the names for the domain. You want it to be close enough to your business name so that when you have it on a business card, they can correlate your business name with the website URL. And I covered this already in a previous podcast talking about websites. So it's important to have a legitimate website for your business. So once you get the business name and domain name, you'll need to go to your city and get a business license. And just be aware that other cities that you service may require you to have some kind of license or sticker from their city also. Um, A lot of times the city that you have your home in that you're going to run your business out of, let's say you're going to use your house to run your business out of versus getting a shop somewhere. A lot of cities require a home occupation permit um, at somewhere around $200 to $300 a year for that. And that, that allows you to run your business out of your home. So be aware of that also. They may require that when you go in to get your business license, they may actually require you to have that home occupation permit. I know it's very common here in California. Some cities may require a full background check, including live scan, um, to check your criminal record. I know that uh, someone in Sacramento in my group that um, was applying for a business license, they required a full background check, criminal record, fingerprint, everything. So it depends on the city, the county, what they require to get your license. Just be aware of that fact. So take care of your business name, your business license, your occupational permit for your city. And then you'll take your business license and you'll go to a wholesale distributor the most common two in my area are is one called Pool Corp, and they own Superior Pool Products and SCP. And then there is a PEP, which is Pool and Electrical Products. They're very similar to the Pool Corp, where they sell uh, pool equipment uh, to the pool guys at a wholesale price. And you can open an account there. You can also open a um, account at your local Leslie's Pools. And they have accounts for pool service service guys and gals. And they'll charge you just almost wholesale pricing for the stuff. It may be very similar to the prices you would get at Pool Corp and PEP. And maybe higher or lower depending on which Leslie's you go to. But it'll be very similar. So you can definitely open up a account at your local Leslie's pools. And they'll also refer work to you um, if you open an account at their stores if you spend 15000 a year on products. So check out that also. That's another avenue for a wholesale account. You can also connect with a mom-and-pop pool store in your area, and you can buy supplies directly from them at a slight markup. And a lot of mom-and-pop stores will work with you to supply you. And so you can try those avenues to get your supplies. I don't recommend going to a Home Depot or anything like that to get your supplies because you'd be paying a retail price and it won't be economical to start your business in that way. And so for the basic supplies, I have a list that I created. It's actually in my ebook, in my print book. At the end of the book, um, I have a list of all the things that you're going to need. Pool pole, leaf rake, all the things that I recommend to start your business. And you can look that up in my ebook or my print book. If you email me, I can send you a copy of that list if you want, if you don't invest the uh, $10 for the ebook. I'd be happy to send you the list. 
of the startup equipment you're going to need. And you definitely are going to probably need some kind of backup out there. So consider joining my coaching group. This is a um, online group that you can join. You can text me for $10 a month or call me for $20 a month. That can help you set up everything also and help you out in the field with any general questions. And I highly recommend that you do that. Uh, it breaks down to about 33 cents a day if you have the $10 membership to the coaching group, which is definitely a worthy investment um, for your business. So keep that in mind too. And you get a free copy of the ebook with that list of all the basic things you're going to need to start right there in the back of the ebook. And you can learn more about my program at poolguycoaching.com. Again, that's poolguycoaching.com. And I'd be happy to work with you one-on-one -on -one to further your um, venture into the pool industry. So once you get all that taken care of, you're basically ready for business. So there's certain things you're going to need depending on what state you live in. In California, you're not required to have a certification um, to do pool service unless you're doing commercial accounts. So there are two programs you can take to be certified as a pool operator. And this is for commercial accounts. And some states require this for residential accounts also. The first one is very well known. It's the CPO course, Certified Pool Operator. And you can learn more about this or sign up for the course at www.nspf.org. Again, that's nspf.org. And so you'll take the CPO course. There's many locations that offer this course, and you'll be certified to do commercial accounts in your county or city. Be aware also that your local health department may require you to be certified um, through them also to do commercial accounts, but usually the CPO certification is all they require. And then there's an alternate course offered by APSP, the Association of Pool and Spa Professionals. It's a professional pool and spa operator course, and you can definitely do that course also. It coincides with the CPO course, and you can learn more about that at APSP.org slash certifications, and then you can look at the PPSO course. Again, that's APSP.org, and then uh, forward slash certifications, and then you have the PPSO course. You can find it pretty easily there on their website. So either CPO or the, the um, PPSO program will be enough to be certified into commercial accounts. Again, there's a lot of states that require that, even for residential. A lot of states don't require that at all, like California, but definitely good to have it so you have some background in water chemistry, um, pathogens, things like that that you need to know about to safely operate your business and not get anyone sick out there. So those are the things you're going to need for um, certification. And depending on what you're going to do, if you're going to do any kind of resale of products at a um, retail price, you would need a resale license with your um, state and county so that you can charge sales tax and then pay the state board of equalization the sales tax. But most of the guys that do this business charge less than the retail price. They'll charge a little bit above wholesale and then they'll charge for parts in their regular invoicing or when they do a project and um, that's kind of a gray area, so you check with your tax advisor in that regard. But a lot of guys don't do not use a resale license to run their business. You may need one if you're going to be selling products at a retail price to customers. Um, so check again with your tax advisor on 
what kind of resale license you're going to need if you need one at all in that case. Now here's a big one that I get asked a lot about and a lot of things, this is the one thing that stops a lot of people from getting into the business is doing repairs. A lot of guys feel like if they don't do repairs or can't do repairs, they can't do this business. And in some respects, you need to know how to troubleshoot equipment. You need to kind of know what's wrong with things when they break down. But actually doing the actual repair work is not necessary to do pool service. You're doing service, not repairs in most cases. And to be honest with you, most of your money will be in the monthly service of the pool versus doing repairs. So each state's different. California requires a contractor's license, and the one that you would need for pool and spot maintenance is called the D35 license. So that's D is in David and dash 35. Now, you're limited to $500 per job in California without a contractor's license. What this basically means is that if you're not licensed, you can't charge more than $500 for a job. So a pump and a motor install would be less than 500 in most cases. Certain plumbing jobs would be less than 500. Installing a timer is less than 500. There's also gray areas of the law that say that if the installation finished product is not part of the fixed part of the structure, then there's some exemptions for that too. So the bottom line is, you know, anything you charge more than 500, you're supposed to have a license for. However, in California, that is pretty much not enforced. Um, there's people that are installing televisions or installing water heaters, just about any kind of handyman work, and they're advertising all over the place on Yelp and things like that, Craigslist, and the state's not doing anything to stop them. I think the bottom line is that if you're just starting out in the business, I would probably recommend you not doing repairs anyway. If you're going to get the insurance through my group, uh, the, from SPPA, they make you sign a waiver that in the first year you're not going to do any repairs anyway. So you may be fine with not doing any repairs, or if you're doing any kind of repairs, it'll be minor under $500. Uh, basically, if you're going to be installing pumps, filters, heaters, and all that, you probably want to get licensed and do major jobs like that. And um, if you need more information about the D35 license, you can just go to Google and type in D35. D35 and it'll bring up a lot of sites. Um, you can call this number here also and talk to someone about it. It's 800-456-2150 and that's the number for a website called contractorlicense.com and you can also go to that website www.contractorslicense.com and it'll definitely help you with the 335 application and again you just have to have someone sign for you. They have four years of experience it can be someone that is related to you in the field. It doesn't have to be someone directly over you. Um, the law is not really that strict about it. So um, you can definitely get your D35 if you really wanted to do repairs as part of your service on a regular basis beyond installing a motor or fixing a plumbing leak or minor stuff like that. Um, definitely recommend going that or becoming a general contractor if you really wanted to do that. But I'll talk more about repairs and service in another podcast and kind of the tipping point in one direction or the other. And if you really want to pursue repairs in the industry now, I guess real quick, I should say, if you're going to start a business and you get to a, a customer that wants a filter installed and you don't do repairs because you want to stay within the law of your state, 
Um, you may feel like the customer is going to think you don't know what you're doing because you can't put the filter in, but not necessarily. You can tell them that, um, Mrs. Jones, I am focused on the server side of the pool, so I can do I do small repairs on my own um, when needed. But when something like this happens, I don't have the time to install a filter that takes you know three hours of my day, and I have someone that I know that will do it for you. You just contact them directly. You can have Leslie's Pools put it in for you. Um, whichever way you want to work it, you would just explain to the customer that you are focused on the service side of the business and you have someone that you work with that does the installation for you. And there are plenty of guys out there that will do the installation for you. And most of them should give you a referral fee um, when you refer them a something like a filter or pump installation. So don't let the fact that you can't do repairs stop you from starting your pool business. It's not a necessary part of the business. Again, small repairs and knowing how to diagnose and troubleshoot are definitely essential, but actually doing the work is not as essential as diagnosing and referring the work out to someone else. And so how do you get started in the pool business? Well, a lot of guys that are in my group started by watching my videos and they are go-getters and they went out there and advertised and got a truck, got the equipment and started getting accounts. That's very, very possible. It depends on the area you, you work in, if it's competitive or not. Um, you can definitely do that if you have the personality and the drive to do it. One thing you have to remember is you never want to get in over your head when you're doing anything, uh, business, business venture, a startup like this. So if you can't cash flow it or if it's going to be a financial burden if things fail, then you may want to um, taper things back a bit, maybe work two jobs, You know, maybe do pools on Saturday and work your full-time job during the week. Whatever you need to do to minimize the risk in this particular venture. So I'm all for jumping in there and starting a business, but I'm also for uh, minimizing the risk. I never do anything myself that I can't cash flow. Um, if I can't, if I have to, if I'm doing something a venture and it's, it fails, I can absorb it. If I can't, I don't do it. Um, that's just logical and a safe way of doing business, and it'll be a lot less stress for you too without having the burden of failure and ruin over your head. So number one, you can start just part-time and doing it on the side. You can work for somebody and learn all the skills of the business. I would say it would take about a year or two of working for someone to learn everything you need to learn about the business uh, minus the repairs. Most of the time when you work for someone, they make you sign a non-compete clause, which means um, if a, someone walks out of their house and, and asks you for service, you're going to refer them to the company you work for. You're not going to take the customer for yourself. You're also not going to set up a competing business behind the scenes in the same area that you're working in. So if you're working in one city for somebody, there's nothing really holding you from starting a business in another city. Um, but there's a lot of gray areas of that also. And you really have to talk to the person you're working for about splitting or how you're going to pay for the cost of their products that you're using for your accounts. And a lot of the owners will be willing to work with you if you're upfront with them, um, as long as you're not hiding the fact that you're building a route using all their equipment and supplies. That's not ethical, and I highly do not recommend doing that. Um, even though non-compete clauses are not enforceable in most cases, you still have ethics and you have a community that you have to deal with. So you don't want to do something like that. So a lot of guys who are working for people will tell them up front, hey, I'm going to work for you, but I do plan on starting my own business. When I get to that point, 
we'll do something where I'll buy my own chemicals and I'll make sure I keep accurate records separating my usage from your usage. And that's perfectly acceptable for a lot of guys. A lot of guys know that you're going to work for them and you're going to be ambitious enough to do your own work and they're not going to hold you back from that. Some guys will be touchy about it and they'll just fire you uh, right away when they find out you're competing, quote unquote, competing against them. So it's all up to the individual owner that hires you. And you may just want to work for somebody and you may make enough money doing that to where um, you're satisfied also in the industry. So there's all different ways of starting and of continuing in the business. So keep that in mind also. And you just want to do things ethically because you're going to be running into these people anyway um, out in the field or in the supply place or um, just about anywhere if you're working in the same area. So. And to be honest with you, there's plenty of opportunity out there in most areas for business. So there's really no reason to be stealing work from your employer or taking accounts that are rightfully his and his area. Um, when you're ready to start, you can definitely find the accounts you're going to need. I know in California, it's pretty open, wide open. Um, I think I touched on this in another podcast that there's a lot of people that don't want to do service work, a whole generation of people that aren't doing it. And so if you really want to do this work, you can find the opportunities, you can find the accounts, and you can really um, make a good business and a good living doing this if you do it the right way. So those are the ways to start there. You can also buy a pool route, which is you're basically buying an existing pool route that has income generated right away. And you want to work with a reputable broker. This will be someone like National Pool Route Sales and MPRS. And you can learn more on their website at www.poolroutesales.com. Again, that's www.poolroutesales.com. I'll be working with National Pool Route Sales to give um, those that buy a route some credit or free months of my coaching program. We're working on something right now to make that available because theoretically you're working with the owner of the, the uh, route maybe for two or three weeks and then you're on your own and there's a lot to know and a lot to learn. And again, when you're buying a pool route, you want to make sure that you can cash flow. Uh, if you're going to finance it, that the cash coming in is going to be enough to pay your payments, plus pay for your supplies and keep you in business. So if you call them, they'll go over all the details of um, how to buy a pool route. And you're basically buying a business where you just step right in and you're making a profit right away. Um, so that's one advantage of buying a pool route. If you're in a competitive area, this may be the only way to actually break into the business is to buy the route itself from a pool guy that's either moving out of the area, selling part of his route, or um, retiring from the business. So definitely um, that's what you need to look into, get some more details, talk to someone at a national pool route sales there. Uh, a couple things I guess I, I can throw in at the end here. Uh, definitely want to get a CPA so that you can talk about your taxes. And I'll probably have one on my podcast pretty soon. And how you want to hold your business as a sole proprietor or LLC, Limited Liability Corporation. And he'll go over all the details with you on what's best for you in that regards. And let me touch briefly on billing your customers. You can use QuickBooks. You can use um, software like AquaSuite or Pay the Pool Man. And I have a guy in my coaching group who's working on another software program to manage your pool route and do billing for you. So those programs, the AquaSuite, Pay the Pool Man, there's several others, Skimmer, all of these help you manage your route and also help 
Um, you generate the billing for your customers, and most uh, guys will go paperless. They'll just email the bill to the person. You can use something as simple as Excel to generate your bills if you want to start out that way too. And you just email the customer the bill, and you can set up payment methods. Some guys use PayPal for their billing. Um, you can use Square for your billing to take credit card payments. So I can probably go over that all in a different podcast about the business end of the business and how to build the customers. Um, so if you definitely need more information, you can join my coaching program and I can go over some more stuff in detail. You also get invited into the group me app where there's a lot of guys in there with a lot of knowledge about the business. Uh, I mentioned the guy that's starting a software program. He's also in the group there and there's a lot of different things you can garner from the group. And for me, if you join the group, the coaching program, I can definitely help you get started. Uh, the bottom line, if you really want to do this business, do your due diligence in your area, check out the competition, see how much they're charging, you know, see how competitive the market is, and see if you can just jump right in part-time to build it up, or if you need to work for somebody, or if you have to purchase a pool route. These are all the different ways to get into it. You definitely want to have liability insurance set up. Uh, again, if you join my group, you get a discount on that, 10% off. And you don't want to step into anyone's backyard unless you are fully insured um, for liability. It's not just the fact that you could make a mistake and cause damage, but it's also the fact that someone can make a false claim against you. And if you don't have an insurance company backing you up, it's just you against them. So there's, there's a, a whole multitude of reasons why you want to be insured before you step foot in someone's backyard. And I can help you with that also for sure. So I hope you found this podcast helpful. I know I covered a lot of different things about the business aspect and how to get started. And if you have any questions, you can definitely email me. I have a new dedicated email that I created. It's david at swimmingpoollearning.com. Again, that's david at swimmingpoollearning.com. So feel free to email directly with any questions regarding starting up a business or anything related to this podcast here. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at get skimmer backslash pool guy again that's get skimmer backslash pool guy skimmer everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app